Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us on this journey. Hi guys, welcome back to the Young Hearts Submission Podcast, Episode 6. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about evangelism! Yay! And yay. <laughs> okay, so for our first question, what is evangelism? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. So I was studying the, like, root words for evangelism this week not evangelism for the gospel this week and um some of it it, like so gospel means good news which means that the gospel um is designed to be proclaimed to all people um given the nature of it is literally news um so it's meant to be shared um and that's literally like in the original words of the bible in the greek and in the hebrew so I think that really provides the foundation for evangelism um, because the gospel really is the foundation and it is meant to be shared. Um, I think that's, to me, that's the basis of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like evangelism, sometimes it's like such a big word, right? And like, it's like when we talk about it, sometimes it's like kind of scary to talk about. It's like, oh my gosh, like, how do I do evangelism? But it's like, it's really a lifestyle, I think. It's something that you can incorporate into like your daily life. And I think that's something that we'll talk more about today too. And what that looks like. Yeah, that's true. And I think I usually, like when I hear evangelism, sometimes I'll think of it as a duty. I, I, although that is true, mm-hmm. like it's also a joy and to like mm-hmm. be able to share the gospel with people. I think like that's something that I have to constantly remind myself um, when I think about evangelism. Yeah, I think also sometimes we think of it as like, I'm going to go and tell people about Jesus. But I think the most powerful thing is like living out the gospel. Um, And I think that's kind of the best form of evangelism. Um, So really taking it to heart and speaking it over yourself. Think that's really important too and being able to live your life um in a manner that's worthy and pleasing to god um just a life of love um i think that's the best form of evangelism too yeah i really like the two words that you guys used um joy and then oh wait Bethany said one another one no now it's slipping uh. my mind <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's joy, joy, yeah. Oh, I know. It's um, a lifestyle or what mm. Bethany was saying, like living out the gospel. Mm. And I think it's sometimes I know for me, I can be so concerned about like the words like, oh, no, what should I say? But like, you know, living like Jesus in your everyday life. Um, and it's a joy to do that, too. So I really like those two things that you guys mentioned. Yeah. Okay. So what is the role of prayer in evangelism? And how did we get to do evangelism? Yeah, um, I think as we were just thinking about evangelism this summer, prayer was something that I know the three of us like focused on a lot. Um, 
we we started off evangelism by reading the parable of the sower and I think just through reading that parable um we just saw how like you know sometimes we don't know where people are at we don't know where their spiritual maybe upbringing is or you know where they're at but God does and that's where prayer comes in where you know whatever we're whoever we're talking to like that day we know that we can surrender them to God in prayer and so I think there's actually um we got to experience this when we were on the field um so every Tuesday we went out to share the gospel to students and the first I remember the first Tuesday I could never forget it but it was raining and we were just like <laughs> short long story short and <laughs> we talked to no I, I talked to nobody um because I was first just so scared and the second I was like, oh, it's raining. Like, oh, I don't have to talk to people today because I just like so afraid. And I remember that day, like I left and I was just so disappointed in myself. I was like, come on, like you talk to nobody? Like, <laughs> like why? Um, and I think that was like humbling for me, but I was so grateful, like looking back in hindsight that God allowed me to experience that because I think that made me more dependent on God in prayer. Like beginning from that Tuesday, I started praying for boldness and courage Mm -hmm. basically almost every day. And I remember like the three of us, we were praying for that too. And what was amazing was in the span of 10 weeks, every single week, we were like, wow, we feel like we're more bold or wow, like, oh, God, give us the initiative to go and talk to this person. And I think through that, I was just reminded, even like the courage to greet somebody to go and just say hi like that comes from God too that's just how weak and how like how weak I am and how much I need him or how afraid I am too and so I think prayer is super important and um, I think prayer gave us power in evangelism too what do you guys think yeah I think prayer like prayer not just before evangelizing but also during evangelism Mm. um like as because you went in like twos or trees to talk to people and praying for the one who's talking to um yeah to people we meet uh I think that just reminds me of God's presence with us that he sends us um not alone but he's with us as we evangelize mm-hmm. and um yeah his Holy Spirit who uh is so powerful he's with us and that was just a really comforting reminder for me yeah, I think something that really comforted me while we were doing evangelism was what we talked about the very first day. We were all sitting in a circle under our little umbrellas while it was raining. And our field mentor was talking about the parable of the sower, or it might have been the second week too. I think we talked about it throughout evangelism, um, but really recognizing that um, we sow the seeds, but it's God who waters them, it's God who grows them. Um, And not to minimize our role, but really to maximize God's role in that um, and kind of take the burden off of myself because I am going to share the gospel with this person. I have no idea where they're at, but God knows where they are. And he has me going up to this person um, and sharing the gospel with them for a reason. Um, And it's not my footsteps, it's God that's directing those. Um, And it's God that's going to use that conversation in the future um, to whatever degree that he chooses to, um, to really 
change life potentially or just work in whatever way that he chooses to. Um, and then it's really God that's doing the work on the heart and it's not me. So I don't have to feel guilty that I shared the gospel the wrong way, quote unquote, or um, if I, yeah, if I like wasn't loving enough or not articulate enough, then that doesn't matter as much as the work that God's doing in their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as you were sharing that too, Bethany, this past week during my quiet times, I read, came across the verse in First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 that says, so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And I think it's like, we, when we were thinking through that, it's like, even as we're giving people like booklets, like the booklets are powerful because God is powerful. And because, you know, I remember we started praying that God would open the hearts of the people that we talk to, because we can like say stuff, but like, if their hearts are not ready, like, you know, like, like they won't understand, you know, what's being shared to them. And so um, I think it was also from a book that we read too, is that like we get to be a part of that. And when we experience even strength from God to do that, like God gets all the glory. And it's really, as you were saying, like maximizing God's glory. Also like under it, like, I, I don't know about for you guys, but I think it also like made me know the gospel more too. Like as you mm-hmm. share it with people, it's like you start to like know the gospel more too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important to like remember the gospel frequently, right? Because the more real it becomes to us, the more when we're sharing it, if it's not real to us, the person that we're sharing it with is going to know. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that's really important is remembering it. Um, and I think once we actually remember it, it's not difficult to like get it through our head because it's just mm-hmm. so, so rich and so powerful and really like inexhaustible. You could preach it to yourself like 50 times a day and not get tired of it um, because it's just like that good. And I think it really shows to the people that we're witnessing to um, whether the gospel is real or not to us. Yeah. Um, So something else, I'm just going to add this really quick. The way we actually did evangelism um, was we would like go out on college campuses or on our one college campus this summer. And there would be like people out on the lawn, um, just kind of like sitting or doing whatever. And we would just prayer walk a little bit, um, kind of um, look at the people and just pray for them specifically and individually. And then um, pray for boldness and then go up to them with the power of the spirit and we would do like a spiritual survey on them um, in order to kind of gauge where they were at. And then we would ask them if we wanted or if they wanted us to share the gospel with them. And then we would have like little booklets that just went through the gospel um, really simply, but very clearly um, and kind of engage with them in that if um, they chose to. So that's just like a little bit of what we did. And then we learned all of those like in stages too. So like Mm -hmm. uh, we we just did learn how to do the spiritual survey. The next week we learned how to uh, like just transition into sharing, uh, talking about the gospel. Yeah, it was was a good like growing stage for us. So I think there's something that we also talked about a little bit, but what is cultural humility and why is that important in evangelism? Yeah. Um, something 
I go to a Christian school and I get to take a lot of intercultural studies and like mission center classes. And one of the things that we were talking about in class um, the other day was the idea of taking off your shoes um, metaphorically. And he actually made us like do it literally. <laughs> so we were all sitting barefoot in class. But um, yeah, just the idea of being humble learners and um, when you take off your shoes, you're a lot more vulnerable to the terrain or the ground that's around you. Um, and it really creates this attitude of humility of being accepting of what um, whatever God might call you to do, um, but also kind of going forward with this really attitude of vulnerability, um, which really breeds humility. Um, and I think, yeah, just being able to kind of take in whatever God prompts you to. This reminds me of the passage that Paul says, like when he um, meets with the Jews, he will be a Jew. When he meets with the Gentiles, he'll be a Gentile. And it's mm -hmm. just like, um, just connecting with people um, through their culture can go a big step forward. I remember one of the people we met um, during a mission trip, um, and then, uh, yeah, one day he was just wearing an Indian uh, outfit and then he explained that he wore that because he was meeting an Indian friend. And I thought that was, um, mm. it was really meaningful to like just, yeah, just step into people's culture. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that we got to really just live really among the people too. And just, I think being there even I feel like sometimes 10 weeks was like too short, you know, like, like relationships just started to form. Yeah. But even then you get to see, like, I think when we arrived or even when we left too, we were like, we received so much, like mm -hmm. from the people here, like we've learned from them like so much and even still continuing with them this fall, like I'm still learning so much from them. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah really cool to see how God like works through that time mm -hmm. and just even like looking back at our prayers throughout the summer it's like God really answered like every one of them in different ways than maybe we thought he would but yeah. he answered them in the best way possible um really just feeling blessed by that yeah. mm -hmm. and I think it's also cool to see how like when I think something else that's important about cultural humility is recognizing that God has been working in these places that we go far long, longer before than we had ever even thought about this place or known that it even existed. Um, so I think recognizing that God's like been doing the work can really help us with an attitude of humility and really helps in evangelism, I think as well. Um, mm -hmm just knowing that God is working um, before before you ever were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, yeah. I think cultural humility, too, is kind of you're telling the person, like, you know, I actually, like, care about you, and I'm not just mm -hmm. here to just evangelize to you. Like, I care about you as a person, and I want to hear your story, too. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's also really important evangelism, that they know that you're also being genuine and sincere and you want to be there to really get to know them as like, you know, as a friend and 
um, yeah, and to really just love on them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Elisa, did you have something to say? Yeah, no, I was just gonna uh, read out the next question. Go for it. Okay, so how should we continue evangelizing off the field? That's a good question. Um, I guess I can start. Um, I'm still here <laughs> yeah. at the same place that we were um, all summer. And I think it's just that God is bringing new international students here and people that we didn't get to meet during the summer. And how I continue evangelizing with them is to just be friends with them, um, to welcome them, especially coming into a new place. And it's hard um, to just really get to know them as a person. Um, so I think that has been really cool. And to also continue to invest in relationships that we got to build this summer as well. Um, I think it really comes down to like relationship building, um, to be honest. And I will say, I think after the summer of like, you know, intentional and direct evangelism, I think it leaves me like more intentional in my friendships too and relationships with people. Like I don't go out to the quad and just like like share the gospel um, like we did in the summer, but I try to find opportunities in conversations with my friends too, um, especially the international friends. So I think that I think that's one way um, that that you can do that if you're in college. Bring it up in conversation. <laughs> Ask them yeah. what they think about what they think about God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I think they, uh, when we were on the mission field, I was um, thinking a lot about how do I um, take this, like what I learned in evangelism and apply it in um, the Christian college that I go to because we have chapel and people hear the gospel so often. And I don't want to like keep shoving the gospel in their mouths. Um, and yeah, like what Anna said, just constantly looking out for those opportunities to talk about the gospel. Um, and just a few days ago, um, I was, so I'm in a class, um, a literature class with another student, an international student who who's not a believer. And then uh, we had this assignment uh, to talk about how the book character um, is similar or different to Jesus' incarnation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just, uh, she was just saying, oh, oh what is in the incarnation? And just like, see how God opens opportunities like that um, mm -hmm. for us to talk about him even in a Christian college. So yeah, that was really encouraging to me. So cool. I think it's so interesting. Because I, like I said, I also go to a Christian college to see that no matter how many times you've heard the gospel, another time hearing it is still going to be really fruitful and really encouraging um, just because of it's the gospel and it's that good. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, I was going to talk about, so when, like, I think for me, um, 
living out the gospel is and making a lifestyle of the gospel is probably the best way for me to be able to share it um, just because of the context. And I think um, when people see you living it out, it makes it more real. But something else about that, I think also, is that the gospel is so personal that it like it changes people's lives, right? It's what testimonies are. And so I think some way that we can share the gospel is by sharing our testimony. Because when people hear, even Christians, when they hear people's testimonies of how the gospel is so real and so personal to you that it completely changed the entire course of your life. Um, I think that is when it can become a lot more real to people as well. Um, and if they already know the gospel, it can be a really good encouragement to them in their faith because we really have no idea where people are at, right? God looks at the heart. Um, so I think that can be a really encouraging thing as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I think another thing going off of that is how how can we continue evangelizing is really it begins with like recognizing our own desperation and our own need for the gospel. Because I think something I was convicted about in prayer is if I don't even see my ongoing need for Jesus, how can I tell someone else that they need Jesus? Like, you know, like God needs to continue to develop in me a heart that is desperate for him. And I think after starting to pray that prayer every day, like God has answered that. And like, it has not always been easy. Like it's been pretty painful sometimes, but it leaves me more desperate for God, you know? And the, as you were saying, Bethany, like the gospel becomes like more personal to me too. Um, and so even for our listeners, like one way you can start is by praying, praying, praying to God, like, Lord, show me the meaning of the gospel, like to me personally, like give me a desire to know you more. Um, because I think with that, you'll, with that, you'll also see like how good the gospel is and you'll want mm -hmm. to share it with people. Um, yeah, we all want to share it with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So good. Yes, yeah, so good. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, I could go like on and on about stories this summer about how God showed us like the gospel in different mm. ways but maybe for a future episode, but really yeah. I think, and so like, sometimes it's like, oh, I know the gospel, but it's like, man, like <laughs> you don't know until God shows you another mm -hmm. side of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Praise God. Thank you, God. Do y'all have anything else? Should I close this and pray? That sounds good. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, dear God, um, I just thank you so much for the gospel. Um, and I thank you that it's so multifaceted, God, that we can't even comprehend how good it is. God, it will take us a whole lifetime and beyond that um, of knowing you to just comprehend your love, God, that we can't, we can't even... Yeah, comprehend it. Um, I just pray that you would make it more real to us every day. Um, and I pray that we would just be able to be filled with your spirit and be filled with love, God, for the people around us and for you. Um, 
that we would just want to share the gospel. Um, God, I pray that you would give us opportunities for evangelism um, and that you would give us boldness in those opportunities, God. Um, pray that you would just give us wisdom and discernment in that as well, um, and that your spirit would just speak through us, God. Um, yeah, um, I thank you just for everything that you've given us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, so quick little social media plug. <laughs> we do have social media, in case you didn't know that. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And it's just Young Hearts for Missions podcast. Very, like, straightforward. So we post, like, little updates and Bible verses and things like that on there. So if you want to, check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see you guys in the next episode next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.